0: Was this for closeness, Chip?
1: Yeah, we're good. We're okay. Yeah, you and Nick look like you were a little too close. That was kind You got to kinda...
0: be in the camera frame. I don't know.
1: <laughs> You're in the camera frame, aren't you?
0: We're live right now from Hill Head, South Carolina, and there's been concerns with my co-hosts here over if we're sitting too close. Well, I don't want you on my lap. I mean... That's kind of podcasting, though, man. Sometimes you got to be close. Like, it's not... If we were really sitting out here, you'd probably be standing there and I'd be standing here. Yep, yep. So it's already not a normal conversation. you're right. You know what I mean? So it's like we're kind of starting off weird. You're the pro, man. You're the pro. You know about this stuff, so I'll trust you. I mean, if you think I'll move a little over here, Chip, no, that no. way, just that way. It's like, damn, this is my. I boy. just got over yeah. a cold too. I don't know how close you, oh, you want to. Oh, that's good. That's a good excuse. This looks good. I yeah. feel like we're pretty far apart. So, Chip, I know we were talking about this right before. You're saying, "Man, you look so handsome." What is that? <laughs> you look like the best fisherman I've ever seen. I'm like, Chip, it's not just me. It's the clothes, because that's what you were telling me. You're like, something's. Look at these about pants. It. Look at how about these boots, look man? At these Boots right here. The ball and buck tender. And hey, Chip, what did you just get?
1: What do you mean? I just got a cold. No, you just? Get? Oh, I just got a shirt, man. Look, <laughs> this I just this. got a
0: brand new ball and buck shirt. <laughs> look at that. You didn't even know you're getting that today. I'm wearing that to church right there. Chip buddy. didn't even know he agreed to do this before he knew he was getting ball
1: that and shirt. buck. I like
0: it, man. It's beautiful. I like That's, it a lot. You're gonna look good in that, Chip. How about how about this get up, huh? Well, this is more of a hunting one, to be fair. This is what we were Are you a hunter, Ben? In Louisiana, I was. Are you big I into knocking it, Knocking huh? him out of the sky, my boy, Big Mike, threw a. Well, I'm not going to say through. That sounds disrespectful, but he tossed something at me to catch, and I missed that I had blood all over the shirt. So it's kind of like a special shirt now. You know, like, you ever yeah. have a favorite fishing hat that you get a little blood on? Yes.
1: The first thing I wore, yeah, I, I know, I know. The first thing I wore when you catch something, you know, I remember yeah. when I
0: wore that shirt. I, so I get it. I have my hat here, my camo one that I wore when I was with you, the gray white one. Yeah. When yep. we caught him. Yep. I, I take it every place with me.
1: There's some... There's it's something else. There. You were wearing something kind of crazy that day. It was Yo, a sweatshirt I had a or something. Shirt
0: that had um the great the uh the Jaws drawing on it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, shout out to Ball and Buck. Chip, we're gonna get you laced up in some more of it. Shout out to Ball and Buck. And also, I'm trying to get the Ball and Buck guys out here with you. Oh man. I, this is what I do. I tell every I use Chip as like everyone I know. I'm like, man, you gotta come out with my guys. The crazy I'm always doing man. promo. I'm, I'm really honored, you. dude. I'm like, really honored. They if talk. you bring somebody out with chip, it's going to be a crazy day. So I'm always trying to get them <laughs> in a good way. It's going to be crazy in a good way. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying it's going to be yeah. the craziest thing they've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying to get the ball and Buckeyes. They're going to come. So anyways, man, you're hilarious. We're here in Hillman. <laughs> we're here live right now in Hilton Head, South Carolina. And I'm going to be very blunt from the beginning this is one of my <laughs> favorite dudes that there is and someone that chip we've done a lot of different stuff together but this is cool yeah. we we haven't done a podcast so ha- and you're here like such a great time of year look at this weather it's huh beautiful, it's getting man. nicer than this absolutely um, beautiful and chip i gotta tell you this because I, I gotta give you your props before so if people don't know <laughs> i'll let you introduce yourself but we got captain chip michael up here i mean in my phone, it says, The Guy Who Catches Great Whites. That's what You didn't even know that, did you? <laughs> I didn't. I From didn't the first know, time no. I ever messaged you and I got his number, I was so excited. I just wrote, Chip, The Guy Who Catches Great Whites. So there's a lot of things about you that we can talk about. But more than anything, if you're listening to this right now and you're tuning into this podcast, this dude has made his living off maybe the coolest way that you can <laughs> in the entire world by catching the biggest, baddest, giantest, strongest, most, to me, in the world may be the most incredible creatures that there is on this planet so that's before anything before we get in that's what you need to know first off about this dude so chip welcome to the program
1: <laughs> thanks man thanks for having me it's so cool to have you here and i remember that first phone call yeah. i remember you know i don't remember probably 99 percent of the calls that come in but i remember how excited you are the first time i talked to you on the phone and man it was uh i could i think you were at a dinner with yep. your parents or something, my grandparents,
0: everybody. And, I think it was 2017,
1: maybe. It was, and I remember how excited you were, and it kind of reminded me of the same excitement I had, that, uh, like when I saw my first one or when I knew I was getting close. So um, I knew at some point I had to get you out of here because you know what? There's some people that like, oh yeah, catching a great white's pretty cool, and there's some people who are like, holy crap, this is like, this is a whole nother animal here, and I kind of got that vibe from like you knew that this is something rare that you can't just go up the street and and uh, book somebody to catch one of these things. So you knew you knew how cool it was and stuff, so I, I knew I had to get you out there. And we got
0: to, I almost so, the way I've been thinking it, we kind of talk about this on the phone, but just we're live, we're doing live workshopping right now. Before we talk about us and our adventure together, I want to talk about you and your adventure and your whole story first, because I almost think it's two separate stories, right? Like our story together is crazy. But before we even get into any of that, chip my glove like one thing we have in common when you say that we're both you know like that you appreciated how i appreciated them mm-hmm. we're both not from this era it's not like right we grew up from one years old being on the ocean right right so i was born from, here chip? so i'm i'm from louisville
1: and lexington kentucky i was born in lexington mainly grew up in louisville kentucky and um man grew up bass fishing and chasing frogs and, and crawdads and stuff around ponds and lakes. And and um, man, my parents went on a vacation here in Hilton Ed and they booked a guy named Fuzzy Davis. And Fuzzy Davis and I and my my mom and dad, we went out and caught a big shark, like a six footer. I was like, yeah, I was like four years old. And it was the craziest moment. I mean, I was just, and it Ever. was changed my life right there. At four years old, I was scared to death, but then I went back to Kentucky and I was like, you know what, I can't get this. I got the bug, I can't get this out of my head. And um long story short man it, even it I moved here when I was about 12 but even when I was 10 years old I was a kid putting signs up around the pond of like guide for hire you know yeah. called chip guide for hire and even though nobody called me you know the drive to be on the water and to be fishing was um you know started at such a young age and and uh and then I moved here and and um you know just that that obsession with being uh, on the water and fishing and just kind of grew and grew and you know, the whole time I was telling my family, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely going to college. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to either USC, maybe College of Charleston, maybe back to the UK or something. And back in my mind, it's like, there's no way. Yeah. I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going anywhere. You're not dragging me all, you know, off this island to go to school. And and uh, so I just kind of started studying it more and more and, and gambled and. I don't know how I got my first boat, but I ended up getting a, getting a boat when I was 22 with no money. And I don't That's know crazy. how the bank gave me a, a loan. I mean, I, I must've had like 300 bucks. Really? And oh, I hadn't, I had nothing. and anyway, the bank gives me this boat. And so I started running charters.
0: That I was, was in Head.
1: That was right here. It was, it was right here in this Marina. And, no way. And, uh, and I started, I probably shouldn't say this, but I started running charters illegally my first couple of years. Um, <laughs> I didn't have a captain's license. I right. didn't have a. Uh, I didn't have any permits because you know when you're in your early twenties, you know you're not going to get caught. You're not going to get in trouble. So I started doing it some charters without uh, without my permits and and um, and so uh, I told my dad what I was doing and my dad was like, I can't believe this. You bought a boat. You don't have any money. And uh, you know I was doing all sorts. Of, I was. Um, Waiting tables. I ran a little pressure washing business. I, I drove a limo on the weekends. No way. I drove a You've limo. Never told me that. I drove a limo on the weekends for bachelorette That's parties, crazy. weddings. In Charleston or um, a- right here, right here. There was a guy here How that many bachelorette parties um, are
0: there in Hilton. At?
1: I, I know that. you wouldn't think so, but there's like <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. That had to be a good
0: business too, Chip. It was. You know what I'm saying? It was good business. <laughs> good it was, networking. Oh,
1: it was. It was great. It was, and I had so much fun doing it. I was in my early twenties. And, it, it, you know, they give me this limo. <laughs> what? It's like a $100,000 car you're letting me drive. Do you know what? And you know? got 10 girls in the back. Yeah, I got yeah, 10 girls. I mean, it was a uh, – So you I were was join any of the bachelor I board? did, man. It was some of the times – because the 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 trip went to like 10 o'clock. And then it was like, okay, after 10, you can put the car back. And I was like, oh, yeah, so at 10 o'clock, you know, then I, the car's mine. You know, I change in a, I got to take my tie off and, you know, all that stuff. And then I go out and I get the car for the rest of the night. So it was a blast, man. I had so much fun. Um, oh, I've never heard that. And we've told a lot of stories, was, Chip. It, I want to hear Like, that's you know, though, a chapter it was, I didn't it know. It was such a stressful moment, though, because I was so broke, you know, trying to make it as a charter fisherman here. Um, it, it's really tough. It's such a competitive business. I mean, it's everybody's dream. I think it's like i think it's like a it's like on the girl side it's probably like being a yoga instructor or a right. personal trait you know it's like every guy that grows up here they want to be a, a hunting guide or a fishing guide or, you know so it's it's very competitive and um but i noticed i was catching these real big sharks and so i threw out this guarantee i, w- I was throwing out a guarantee that if we didn't get an eight foot shark um the charter was free and um man we we were catching these big lemons and tigers and hammers every single day and um it worked so it gave me a nervous breakdown. Like, I got an ulcer from it. I was so no, stressed eh. out. Yeah. I, I, and uh, um, But it built up my, my business, and it gave me um, – it kept my phone ringing. And this was – yeah, this was a long time ago. So so um, take
0: me through. Also, I'm getting nervous. Can you go with a little bit higher, Chip? I know we sound Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. I – so same thing when you're on a boat and you're like oh my tackle doesn't fail yeah when you do a podcast yeah. and you're like man i got this guy telling these stories i hope i didn't fuck the audio up
1: no no do you want to double check no you i double... think it's good but okay I think the hot the, the okay. closer
0: we know for a fact okay okay yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah Maybe, yeah that's fine okay i just I, it's like i'm always checking during it yeah like, you yeah, know, yeah you ever have that during a yeah. charter like, oh no i definitely. can't screw this up yes there's like always yes. things when you're at your job or i guess when yeah. you're doing stuff with people it's like that's the same kind of thing yeah like, yeah i, I mean
1: I, I get it i get so, it so
0: when you started though you obviously loved sharks when you were a kid all that mm-hmm. stuff but that you just noticed that you were catching them here like how did you get into that first level of like oh we're gonna do the eight foot like was that your idea like oh people are gonna re- respond to sharks or yeah
1: you, you know so i noticed i was catching a lot of real big sharks out here and uh, you know i knew where i stood i was not a a great fisherman at that age at all. I wasn't good, I wasn't even mediocre, but I knew I had a little bit of an edge over the other guys with the sharks. So I was like, you know what, this is something, I'm looking at what they're bringing in and they're bringing in Cobia, king mackerel, Spanish mackerel, bluefish, that sort of thing, redfish. So I was like, you know what, my people are going nuts on these sharks. I'm going to throw out a guarantee and even advertise it. So I was advertising it on um, in these magazines, um, local magazines. And all of a sudden, as soon as that went out, my phone went nuts. Like really? eight foot guarantee? Oh, my gosh. Is that it's like, yeah, 100%. And for three years, I never had to refund somebody's money. No way. For three years. Not one time. But I had so many close calls, Ben. Like
0: seven and a half?
1: Oh, yes. you stretching the tail We didn't get a bite till like the last second, like, like 30 minutes left. And all of a sudden, finally, the ride goes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Because I was so broke back then that I needed every dollar to make yeah. it happen. So it was um it was it was really stressful. And then after three years, I was like, all right, I've got it now. I don't need the guarantee I'm gonna stop it. And and um, but you know what's wild is I've kind of gone back to that a little bit where I feel like there's so much pressure going out there. Like, you know, you get these people to book me a year in advance or six months in advance and it's now it's there that pressure's there like i got a kid you know not too long ago he is present for co- graduating college was to go out fishing with me and and um you know i don't want him to be disappointed right. so there's so much pressure
0: involved i can a six footer it's a blessing and a curse because, it is it is absolutely everyone comes out and this is one thing we've talked about yeah. before i think people don't realize this when it comes to fishing guides and different things every single day you're going out and doing this job that already we know if me and you went out and fished 300 days The scale of how good each day would be, there's going to be some zeros. There's going to be some tens. That's just fishing. It is. It is. Now, every person that comes out, especially when you're a guy that people are paying, they expect not only to have a fun day. When you see someone, you've been looking at their Instagram and stuff, you're like, I want this to be the best day I've ever had fishing. Yeah, yeah. The bar is so high. It is. Every day.
1: It's every single day. And, man, it's still like – I'm nervous. I mean, yeah. here I am. I'm, I, you know, my people walk down and and uh, you know, I I, w- I don't know if I'm nervous or anxious, but when you know it's on fire and I know we're gonna have a great time, man. There's no better feeling in the right. world. Because I tell you, I don't want to brag, but but I've had so many people get on. Not so many, but I've had a good amount of people get on the boat. And they're like, you know what? That was the best day of my life. And it's so
0: cool to Me, hear that. <laughs> I
1: know that we had a great time.
0: Them. We had such that a great time. That was the time. coolest day I've had. not even one. I think multiple days we've gone through. oh man like we've had a one lot of supplanted fun. the other one as the coolest days <laughs> in my life. so i'm the testimony right now but I, there's I,
1: there's other days where the weather's bad like let's say it's like 15 or 20 knots and these people are in town you're like oh my gosh i got to get these people in and you know it's gonna be tough and it's um so there's definitely you know there's still that pr- you know not as much pressure as i had in, in those days but the there's uh man you got to produce at this uh you know doing this for a living there's no days off and i look at every single day. Is a is a tournament? You know, you still get, I still get people on the boat, and they're like, "Hey, is this where you caught the uh, the fourteen foot hammerhead, or is this where you?" I'm like, "Yeah, like I'm not holding back. Like right. this is I'm fishing for a you know jaws every trip. There's yeah. no there's no you know way. I had one guy ask me a few years ago, "Hey, did you did you lay up today? Did you not take me to your best spot? No, we're fishing my best spots, man. This I've honestly just, been you know. that
0: guy, like not on purpose, but when I was a kid, like you just I think it comes from a place of you want it so bad. Yeah. Like I'm like. Chip, come on, like, and it's like, you have to know that just because you do it every day doesn't mean that you're like, don't want it just as bad. If anything, you want it worse than them because you do. Yeah, yeah, you
1: do. You do. If you uh,
0: catch a giant like that, Chip, you got those people hooked forever.
1: Forever. We call them lifers. My buddy up the street with Stray Cat, he he says that, and I stole that line from him. If you you have a good day, like if we get a tiger, hammerhead, a tarpon. Anything anything really good, you got them for the rest of your life. Right. Like, you got them forever and, and sometimes multiple times a year. And um, it is it – so, man, it is. Like you said, I, I really appreciate the kind words at the beginning. It is a dream job, man. I'm so fortunate to be doing this. There's – you know, I, I, I take a lot of people out that, uh, you know, are – have a great job but they don't see any of this stuff like look at all this stuff we're seeing around the dock and you know what is also great perspective is when i go to kentucky to see my dad and you stop in these little towns to get something to eat and you're like man these poor people haven't seen you know so we're so lucky to be
0: doing what we do about that all the time yeah some of the stuff i like i'm not even talking with you i'm saying just sharks that i've seen Let let alone the stuff that. We'll talk about this in a minute, but the stuff I've seen with you is like people that have gone to space like it's like such a small amount of like yeah. that's like even for me was a miracle when I saw it, but I'm saying even just seeing uh, A seven-foot lemon shark swim through the water like I'm from Missouri like most people I'm friends with don't really see that and it's such a you get it, but, like, I've, I sound weird when I'm saying it, but it's, yeah. like, a spiritual thing. When you see something, that these beautiful creatures, and they're so big, and they're so just, like, otherworldly. Mm-hmm. you see a fucking hammerhead ship, a big one it is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my it is. life it and is. like
1: sometimes I get more excited than my people oh yeah Some of my people think oh that's cool but I'm like are you
0: look at the size of that but thing and the
1: dorsal fin is yeah. massive and oh man I sometimes I'm, people I'm, don't know
0: what they're looking at yeah like they, yeah. If, if a guy comes down and they're like oh, I'm going to Hilton head let's who's this guy oh chip they don't know how rare it is sometimes to see what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know
1: what, Uh, and on the other hand, some of them do, you know, some of them are on the boat. And I remember like, depending on how my people, you know, how experienced they are, we'll start off catching small stuff like bonnets and sharp nose and little black tips. And when I know, when they're blown away by those, I tell you, I took out these group of nurses last year and uh, man, I remember they were so excited and we had a front coming in. So I had to move the charter up to like 6.30 or seven in the morning. They came down here. They came straight from Hilton Hospital down here. And we were catching these little sharp sharpnose sharks, and they were ballistic. You would have thought we were we we were catching marlin, like they were right. so. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are going to flip what we do next." Yeah. And, and you know, those type of people are always a really good time. And, um, but yeah, you know, and, and so I started catching these great whites. But I remember back, I mean, these uh, I was started catching these sharks with these charters. But I remember being back in high school, and these big turtles would wash up on the beach here, and um, they have these big half moons out of them. And my buddy Bear and I would say. You know what? There's a great white out here, and it would always make the paper like, "Look at the size of this turtle with this bite out of it." And everybody's like, well, "It's probably a tiger shark." I'm like, "It's January, right? There's no, there's no tiger sharks here in January." Um, and the other one wash up in March, and and they're like, "Wow, we've, we've got a big tiger
0: out there." Like, like the oh. shells bitten through yeah the whole the whole turtle would show up dead with a Which big for people that don't know that's like biting through like one of these two by four like that's yeah incredibly oh yes a crazy strength something and, is like otherworldly doing this and
1: and uh so uh, i remember like i you know what I'm, I'm gonna try to catch this thing and back then i was like you know what there's one of them out here you know there's one and so i did so much research i got on the whole truth and was reading all sorts of stuff about some guy who hooked. One or two on commercial gear. He's a commercial dogfish fisherman that hooks them out of Charleston. Really? And um, yeah, he, hook, he said he hooked some back in the 80s. And man, I went so far out of my way to find this guy. And I finally found who it was, got his number, and I just called him out of the blue. And I was like, man, this is going to sound crazy. This is like 10 years ago. This is going to sound crazy. But um, I read something on The Whole Truth that you posted years and years ago that you used to be a commercial fisherman for dogfish. And used to catch him in the winter. Can you tell me like and he was like, Well, I used to I hook some small ones and this was the water temperature, this was the time of year, this was the depth, and this was really? and I was just jotting it all down. I was like there's a chance so he gave it that's kind of cool that he he was because I wasn't sure and you don't know how honest these guys are because yeah 99% of the time people tell me they saw a white shark or hooked one it's not accurate you know they get excited and 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 it's not true and and uh so but this guy I believed him I wrote down a, a bunch of material that he gave me and then I just started trying and trying and and then um man I felt like there's one out here There's two. And nobody, by the way, at this moment, at this moment, like now there's people that have caught him in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina. You know, there's states now that are catching But 10 years ago... It was like you're looking for Sasquatch. Like you right. got a better chances of, uh, of seeing the Loch Ness monster than catching a great
0: white. Like technically, yeah. yeah, they're out there. Like if you ask the scientists, like yeah, they're there. But it's not like
1: nobody's ever caught one here. Yeah, like There's been no of the documentation people. of anybody catching a great white here, um, anywhere in this region. And and uh, so uh, so I just started trying and trying different methods. Man, I was doing crazy stuff. I mean, I was I was drifting, trolling, anchoring, trolling. I was doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, really? yeah, I was trolling. Um, some crazy stuff. You know, you see these guys in the in South Africa pulling seals. Right. So I'm like, are they feeding the same way here? Because we have seals in New England and, that, and that's what they're eating up there. So, uh, you know, so I was trying, man, I'm too embarrassed to tell you some of the ways, but I was trying every way possible. To try to get one of these things. Because like one of these days, before I die, I'm going to see one. That's my goal. Right. And That was the first goal, was just to see one. I just wanted to see one. If I could hook one and battle it, that'd be great. But I just wanted to see one. And uh, so I kept trying. And it's in the deep of winter. It's miserable. You get on the boat in January, February. It's cold, man. Oh, in the morning? It's awful. There's ice on the boat. I mean, it's it's terrible. It people we,
0: one of the days we went, it was 20 degrees. I think.
1: Yes, it's miserable, and freezing. people don't think you know, like, oh, it's 55 degrees that day. Not in the morning. In the morning, and with the wind on you. Oh, oh I tell you, man, you got to be crazy. Chip at 4 a.m. when
0: we're it, driving, pitch black, and it's 20 degrees, and you're the wind. That
1: is not fun. It takes it's like, somebody that's that's not all there. Like I, I like yeah. like I, I'm I don't know if I'm all there I'm doing you know doing this and and uh so I. uh You know, here I am. uh, Here I am going out there, and I'm I'm just taking buddies out, and all of my friends want to go, but they only went like once or twice because they're like, "All right, it's boring. This is the most horrible day of my life."
0: We went out so the, you're could, charter fishing during this whole no time? no I, i'm not
1: doing charters i'm just taking some friends out i'm my saying neighbor. when you're
0: when you were like trying to oh, discover yeah, them yeah you do it in the summer all stuff right and in the winter you're like i'm just gonna go do yeah. D by myself yep yep i'm yeah. just
1: gonna go out i'm gonna take my neighbor my best friend another friend another so um and so i started taking them and um they only went like once or twice because you think you're fishing with a captain we're gonna catch some stuff no we're fishing for a white shark we're not going to catch anything but like i don't want to waste my time catching this and this and that i i need to be zoned in because i'm a true believer that if you're obsessed with something you can get it but if you're 100 percent focused with no distractions nothing that's going to say hey look over here look over there if you're focused you can get it and and that's what's like i gotta stay focused i don't want to chase bluefin tuna i I don't want to chase this i don't want to chase whales i want to concentrate on catching um a white shark so Eventually, everybody's like, all right, this is the most boring day of my life. I'm never going again. So you make that call to your buddies again, say, hey, listen, I want to try. Ah, oh, sorry, I got to work. Oh, it's my kid's soccer yeah. game. Or something. So um, I'll Which never. Is,
0: honestly, Chip, before you go any further, I think this part of the story is very crucial because what you're saying is commendable, but it's not just because you ended up getting it. Like during this time, there was no guarantee ever that right. you were ever going to even see one. Yeah. So that's, yeah. it's almost, I don't know if it's. Determination or crazy, maybe a little bit of both. It is, I think. But it is, there was man. no telling that you were ever going to actually. Right. Be rewarded at all and you were and this was what like months and months and months years right yeah yep
1: yeah. and and i tried many many years ago prior but i wasn't putting that much effort into it and then i started paying more attention to sightings somebody would see one in jacksonville somebody would see one um in north carolina and they were seeing them i saw the video i was like wow he spotted one and i called the captain and he you know didn't want to help me at all and um nobody had ever hooked one or try to figure out their migration down here and but yet they're seeing a ton of them in Cape Cod. They're seeing them up in Canada and Maine and stuff. So, so I um so I remember uh I remember I went out on uh, January 29th and it was just uh it was just like you know what my regular I'm just gonna go out there but I'm gonna try a spot I've never tried before. And I tried this one spot and um I just I just was talking to my dad that day and I my dad was already even my own father was like you're wasting your time. Nobody's ever caught one seen yeah. one. You're wasting your time Chip. Go do something else with your time. You got spirit. And it's winter. Charter fishermen here. We get the winters off. So I, uh, I was like, no, Dad, I just need one. If I just get one, it's going to change everything. So you and- knew that. I knew it. Yeah. I knew yeah. It. all I needed was one and it could, it's going to blow. I, I don't mean to brag, but I was doing fine on the fishing side of things. I was already had a couple of state records and, and stuff. And, um, but I knew if I just had one, it's going to put me on a whole nother level uh, yeah. advertising wise and business wise and personal, dude. I just wanted to get one, really. That was really the goal. So, anyway, January 29th, I'm out there and at four o'clock in the afternoon, um, I've got a rod, I've got a big bait out and I've got a little bait. And, uh, it passed on the bait, and all of a sudden, my little rod bends over that I have, like, right by the boat. It bends over. I'm like, huh, am I on the prop? Like, what is this? Did the bait come around? And 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 I, I and what happened was, I don't know if I snagged it or if he, he grabbed it and was just swimming around, but I just grabbed the rod, and it came loose. I was like, oh, and I look over, and there's an enormous white shark right behind my boat, man, and I could not believe it. I can if I tell them a the story. By I'm by myself. I'm by myself. And and it, up until this point, man. Up until this point, Ben, we don't know anything about white sharks here. Like nobody's yeah. ever caught one in anywhere around here. So the only thing we know is from watching Jaws, right? right? That's all I know. Nobody's ever taught me uh, how to fish for him or yeah, anything. From Kentucky. Yeah, from Kentucky. Like no one and, was and up the ship. Like like I was catching tigers and bulls at the time, but this is not a bull shark. The, right. I've caught 1800 1, eighteen hundred pound tiger sharks, but I've never caught a a white shark um I mean I've never seen a shark big enough to eat a eat a tiger so so this thing is
0: pretty fu- even that sentence is pretty crazy this is so this shark is
1: circling my boat and Ben I was so scared man I looked over at that thing and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe what I'm looking I can't believe it and it's just doing these real slow laps and I'm completely in freak out mode like I don't even remember it that well because really? I think I blacked out a little bit yeah you have no idea what it's like to be by yourself seeing the The baddest animal on the planet that everybody says, you can't do it. There's none out here. You're wasting your time. We don't have any. And I always said, I'm going to get one. And here I am. I finally, I got one circle in the boat. And half my brain is like, cut the anchor line and floor it and get out of here. This thing is way too big. This thing's going to jump in the boat. I've seen jaws. I know what's going to happen. This thing's going to jump in the boat and sink the boat. I'm going to be out here swimming with this damn fish. And, and then I, what and, do you do? And then like, it's over. You're by yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, by, I'm by myself. If I had somebody on the boat that day, I think I would have been a lot calmer, more more, more um, rational. But, but I was like, I'm going to cut the anchor. And I was like, you know what? You wimp. You've been waiting for this all your life. So I, I saw a big chunk of... Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say you it. Everybody say gets it. upset. <laughs> Everybody gets upset when you I can't say the bait. Say it. So I saw a big chunk on the boat. So I rig it up. I pitched it over, and the shark just comes up, and he doesn't want it. And he keeps circling the boat. He's not interested at all. He's more interested in the boat. He thinks I'm chumming so hard. He thinks the boat is, like you know, a dead can, whale. Yeah. You know, possibly a dead. And uh, so finally, I took the bait and I jigged it, and he looked. It's almost like, you know, he looked right at it. Right when he looked at it, I was like, uh oh, here we go. And he came up real slow and inhaled it and went under the boat and then pops up the other side. And he's got his dorsal fin up and his tail up. And then, uh, and I was like, uh oh, here we go. And I, you know, tightened down and I went wham. And that tail just kicks and whoa. And it just starts taking off. I put the rod in the rod holder and uh, start the the motors and throw the anchor ball, throw it in reverse. And I start backing down. And my reel is just whoa know just going crazy and uh that fish was moving so fast man it was creating like those whirlpools those holes yeah. on the top you know there's like one every 15 like 20 boils. yards boils every 15 20 yards There's a boil and and uh Man, I was talking in tongues like it was a, a crazy. So I could talk about this day for hours. So, so, so way
0: your buyers are you like shaking like by oh yourself? yeah you Wouldn't know what? You-
1: I already shake. I got tremors. I'm shaking so bad. I pick up the phone to call my dad and I was like, Dad, you're not and I, and and. and I'm screaming. I'm carrying on so much. My dad thought I was sinking. I was like, no, no, I got him. I got him. You told me I couldn't do it. I got him. My dad's like, what? I was like, I have a great white shark on. I have him on right now. And my dad's like, please be careful. please." You know. And so I hang up the phone. And uh, so I'm chasing this thing. And I'm chasing, I'm chasing. And then I made another phone call to uh, this other guy. Um, it's kind of funny how this worked out. There's another guy here. He's a real good fisherman. His name's Christian. I called Christian. And I didn't even say anything I, as I called him. He goes, how big is it? He already knew. He knew that would me called oh, him at four o'clock out and, doing that. Yep. Yeah, and he yeah, goes, yeah. how big is it? I'm like, man, I've got him on. He's huge. Where are you? I'm going to need help fighting this thing. He's like, ship, I'm on the farm. I can't get there. Let me see if I can hook somebody up. And I was like, no, no, don't hook it. Let me, let me make a couple of calls here. So I, uh, I called another guy, a buddy of mine. He didn't believe me. And, uh, uh, my buddy Mark was like, "Come on, are you sure?" I was like, "I hand fed it. Of course, I'm sure." Like he thought and, that you
0: just like had a big shark on and we're freaking yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And he
1: was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "I'm telling you." So long story short, um, I fight this thing all day and night, and I, I end up losing them, right? No and, way. And uh, by myself, and man, it was the most surreal feeling. It's like I saw Elvis lost the lot, lost went in the lottery, and yet like. It was just a whole mix of emotions. Like I set out what I ever, what I wanted to do, but I lost them. I have no proof, no video, nothing. And you know what, the thing about that is you
0: can, you can say your whole life i just want to see one but once you saw them and hooked them, it doesn't matter what you said now you need to get one
1: no and it's so i remember um you know what the best motivation is man is when people say it can't be done or yeah. or when they don't believe you that's the best motivation in the world i'll never forget i came back in and uh, uh the paper wrote a story here about um a captain hooks a great white shark and at the end it talked the last couple of paragraphs were like. Well, but did it even happen with no pictures and no video evidence nobody's ever caught one or seen one in this area but I'm like holy crap nobody not even my own paper they don't believe which, me so
0: which to be fair at this point yeah they'd never yeah. been seen never been mm-hmm. done and there wasn't like if there's yeah. someone if me and you heard this of someone else told us the story we're like did that really like you know what i yes, mean like yes. to be
1: fair yeah it's, it's crazy. it is like sasquatch it's crazy well and you know what's funny is it's like is
0: being a ufo spotter it's like did that really you know what i mean like how, at this point it was the same thing it was it was uh
1: yeah yeah no? it was wild so um so the next time uh so the next time i go out which was 3 days later and ben i didn't think it was uh Ben, I didn't think it was going to happen again. I thought it was a once in a lifetime opportunity, and I've got my my best friend Brian with me and Pavel. And these are my oh, right yeah. hand. Pavel, dude. Yes. What's I've this got, guy I've, been? I've, I, this guy's been through some things. We've got to talk about him later. This guy's this guy's he's he's he's, a, he's great. He's a genius. Yeah. Um. But he's um. So I, I bring Pavel and Brian out with me, and there I'm using them as kind of like. My emotional support. So I go right back to the same place that I just lost this one three days later, three days prior, and we go out, and the same damn thing happened again. We had one circle, takes the bait, runs, and it was on Super Bowl Sunday. We fought this thing all night, it was enormous. And the same thing we lost it so for sure a different shark though. different shark so Th- at this, this point one. are you
0: kind of like oh my god there's multiple then like-
1: i was furious man I w- now i'm over two i'm a charter fisherman when i hook a tiger shark we don't lose it like i yeah nine out of ten tigers stay connected or, or even more than that like i'm not used to hooking a fish especially a shark and ho- having them that long w- with this kind of tackle and we'll lose them so now i'm over two and i'll never forget i threw it down my hat i was so mad at my buddy brian <laughs> looks at me and he smiles and he says and this is right when we lost he goes you figured it out, you got it. And the light bulb just went off. I was like, you're right, we got it. We got the bait, we got the location. Um, um. And, and at that time, I started taking notes. I was like, I've got two books. One book is full of catches, one book is full of skunks, right? And every time I catch one or get skunked, I write the water temperature down, the current, the clarity, where I was, what I saw, birds in the area was there bait in the area you know everything so now i've got a really so as time has gone by those two books have been um so invaluable man i go back to them all the time like oh you know what on january 4th on a north wind it's not good in this spot if the tide's coming in but it's good over here.
0: So I've got together... This is the shit when I'm like a Chip, like super fan nerd. Like when you start talking about this, Chip, that just gets uh, th- me going, dude. Uh, That's, that's so cool, Well, this is what man. happens when
1: you don't have a life.
0: <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, Chip, like, first of all, would you rather have someone have naked pictures of you your social security number or have to give up those books oh man those up. books are everything you to would me. you would <laughs> yes is that the yes, last thing books. on earth you'd I've, ever let I've someone... hide
1: them. dude oh yeah absolutely I've, I've had some friends stay at my house that were big and efficient and stuff and I was like you know I gotta hide these things because they've asked about it. I'm like if, if something happens what happens if I get in a car oh, accident yeah. and I'm like in a coma for a month like everybody's gonna go through my stuff so I got to uh so, yeah. those. You have a safe and, um, or something? No, I need to. They need you to be should. safe. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. But I, or you I, should have it in the will that it goes to me. Dude. What the
0: <laughs> fuck? Who else are you going to give it to, Pavel? <laughs> yes.
1: So, uh... Maybe. So, I, uh man it was so funny so the first one we ever landed was a little one and uh it was a little one it was like an eight footer and and i took great pictures of it put it on facebook it went viral and and the paper calls wanting to do a story and they're like this is wild you did it congratulations tell me the story so i told them the story i sent them the pictures and they call me back an hour later and they this is this is unbelievable i'll never forget i still remember the guy's name he calls me back he's like you know what i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me but um this is really hard to fetch here we're going to pass on doing the story I said, "What? You, you don't believe me?" He's like, "Well, nobody's ever caught one here. It's hard to, you know, blah blah blah." Holy crap! He doesn't believe me even with pictures. Oh my gosh! And, and so I, uh, you know, no like, way. okay, thanks. And. What did I say? The best motivation is when somebody doesn't believe, you know, so I even called with the pictures with pictures. So I called my buddy Pavel and I was like, you're not going to believe it. We did something so crazy that they don't even believe us with pictures like the uh, media, local media, national media doesn't believe us." So, um, what was their conspiracy that you faked? it? That's what I even said to him. I was like, you think I went down to Africa and took these pictures? I even took a DNA sampling from one of the fence because the science well, was scientists told me if I ever catch one, take a DNA clip from the dorsal. So I, uh, um, so I did I was like well, what do you think I did I got DNA from one I got pictures and he's like oh, I don't want to upset you And I was like no you're not upsetting me I was just curious like how did I get this material and, and but anyway make a long story short so I, I went out again and um my buddy Pavel had to work Brian had to work so I called uh, had a, a one of my other best friends in town named Troy and Troy knows nothing about fishing and I was like Troy we're going great, wife. This is a professor in Tennessee. I was like, we're going fishing. We're going after a monster tomorrow, and it's just him and I. He's like, all right, well, let's go. And he didn't—he didn't want to. He wanted to go to the beach, drink, you know, I, I, you know, catch a buzz and and uh, have a good time and stuff. And and uh, I was like, we're going fit, you know. I felt like a dad. I was like, we're going. I, I was like uh, Judge Smales and Caddyshack. You're yeah. going, and you're gonna like
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> so, because so. the thing is, like, it's hard to get. weird, like addicts of this stuff. People that don't like it, to get them to wake up that early and go sit on a boat, it's not like you're jigging or like you're like seeing stuff. You're sitting yeah. there for 10 plus hours. Right, and you're waiting.
1: Happening. Right, right. You, you don't understand that people, uh, it, it, like you expect in 30 minutes. Yeah, like, you just sit there. You don't understand that you got to wait all day for that one fish. And if you miss that one fish, your day's over. You're going to get one shot. I average one shot a day. Now, sometimes we get two a day or three a day. But, but I average one shot a day. And if and you, that's a good day. That's a good, yeah. It, it, if that line goes around the bow and hits the, you know, hits the, or goes around the back and hits the downrigger or hits the pulpit or something, it's gone. You don't get another shot. That's it. It's not like tarpon fishing. You're like, ah, reset.
0: Let's try again. No, you blew it. It's over, yeah. you know, and, um, Very but it's, unforgiving uh, for sure. But that, uh, that's a lot of type of big game fishing or hunting. Same thing. Like, if you go out in the mountains for 12 days, like trying to find like an elk and you miss the shot, like, no one, you yeah. don't go, oh man, you know what? You tried really hard. Let's, here's another one's going to walk by no. It's just over. And yeah. then you fly back home and yeah. that was it. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? Like, it I is. feel like that's one thing that like, one thing is about bonefish or tarpon or all these things. Like there's different challenges for everything. And some people don't respect, not don't respect, but shark fishing sometimes gets different reps. Mm-hmm. This level of stuff, it's over like that. It and is you never get another. Chance.
1: No, you don't, man. And, and, uh, you know, I got a friend of mine that I take. Uh, I don't know if I should mention her name. Ah, screw it. I'll mention her name. So uh, so this Megan, you know, with the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy, she's awesome. She's she's seen a gazillion white sharks. She tags them up there with Dr. Scoble. Um First time I had her on the boat for a great white shark she she uh, uh we were doing a thing for nat geo and she i was like you're gonna fight it this will be awesome you're the one that's gonna fight it." i saw her fight some sandbars earlier and she was just she she did better on these sandbar sharks than i've seen most guys do she's a tiny little girl but she battles these i couldn't believe it. i was like all right you're gonna fight the white shark so we hooked this white shark she she was the one that spotted it it came right up and she's like there it is so we end up hooking it takes off and she's fighting this thing And we ended up losing it and she was the one holding it when she lost it it brought her to tears she actually had tears coming down her eyes because she knows you get one shot a day this is the dream we had it we brought in a great white shark we're in the middle of nowhere there's not a boat around and and she fought it and she lost it and there's no i don't think there's any Another punch in the gut, fishing wise, oh. more than losing a white shark. Like I really don't. Like even like my buddies who go after swordfish. Well, yeah, they caught two or three short swordfish that night, or they caught four, or they caught two. But when you're the prep that goes into these white sharks, and you wait all day, and you lose that one, oh man! I mean, I'm so. I tell you, I, I, it's happened to me many times. I mean, I've had one come up, and they rips across, and it clipped the other line, and they got tangled together, and we lost it and I just was so mad, and it was like. It was like right as the sun set. And I'm like, that was our chance. We're yeah. not, that was, we had one chance today and that was it. And, uh, but but it, it is what it is. And, and that's what, you know, fishing for these white sharks are, are so difficult, man. They're so tough because Chip, it's they're hard so to smart. Find them. It is, it's really hard. Catching them is not
0: even like, that's like to me when we were first going out, and we'll obviously get to that later, but it's like, it's not even about catching them at that point. It's like finding and A, getting them to like eat a bait. Yeah. it's like almost yeah. harder than any like the it actual is, physical let alone you're dealing with if you're going to catch a thousand pound redfish yeah you'd be like oh how are we gonna do? like the mm. whole catching part is completely separate yeah. because the scale of it is truly unlike any other fish even unlike other big sharks like that mm-hmm. because of their speed and they're like They're smart fish, too. So talk about when you hook them, Chip. And I I don't know if this is jumping again. No,
1: no. We jump around all over the place. I tell you, man, you get me going down one branch and I'll just keep branching. When
0: you first caught them, tell me your impressions of how they fought and stuff.
1: Extremely intelligent fish. So, you know, we're used to, here we're used to like tigers and bulls and king mackerel and tarpon. And they just run their heart out and they exhaust themselves. A white shark is so smart. It's the smartest fish in the sea where they'll take the bait and they'll run and then they realize what's going on and right. they'll spin around and charge the boat and chomp at the line kind of like jaws like remember when jaws yes. came out and he started they do the same damn thing where they, they they run and then they say you know what there's a thought process there where they right. say you know what there's something pulling me here and i'm going to turn around and chomp on it i always think of it as like a a dog when you pull on its tail yep. how it zips around and that's what a white shark does it comes back around and a hammerhead will do that sometimes where they'll they'll turn around and charge you but a hammerhead isn't chomping a hammerhead just swims at you great white shark turns around and it starts coming at you and that's why i lost those first those first few so that are biting
0: through the leader in the line and stuff they're
1: they're so smart man and they'll go out they'll be out there 300 yards in the middle of a fight and just uh, nowhere they'll start barrel roll, rolling and I don't care if you have a hundred feet of leader if they start barrel rolling you're going to lose them you, yeah. you, they get all tangled up and it turns into a mess such a highly intelligent fish where when they come up to the boat you know they'll swim up to the boat and they'll circle for 20 minutes 30 minutes and uh and then they'll swim away and you'll never see them again like because they, they're
0: processing what's right going they on.
1: know hey listen this isn't natural this isn't anything I'm ever I'm used to this is a fish that swims you know 10,000 miles a year. And they're used to seeing giant squid, whales, seals, bluefin tuna, enormous things. Uh, but this cat, this this capsule is putting out a lot of oil, and it's man-made. There's a lot of noise coming from it. Um, we've got whether a pump comes on, the stereo's on, your your motors are putting out electrolysis. There's all. It's not. It's man-made, and they know that. And so I think even with a, a ton of blood in the water. We just, you know, the last shark we saw last year, um, it was in April, it swam right up to the boat, circled us for like 20 minutes. My buddy Taylor puts a drone up and he's filming it and it just swims around and it leaves and we never saw it again. And it just knew, it just knew like this is not, um, this is not natural and I'm gonna leave. And that's just something you don't see with another fish. I
0: remember the first one that I saw with you, it was a distinct feeling. Well, I don't wanna, cause I know it's like two separate things, but just to go to that point. The feeling of every fish i've ever seen in my life you almost feel like a witness like you're there but there's no real connection like they're in the water some of them might know like a bonefish gets spooked and he leaves or stuff might leave yeah but i remember seeing the great white look and he could almost look at the boat and at you like two different things like they were like he was like aware that you were something separate than that like he can see the people on the boat and stuff yeah which is I don't like know. They definitely
1: you, can. I think they definitely crazy. can see that. Yeah.
0: like people don't realize mm-hmm. that's not a usual thing. Like to right. be that smart is the intelligence of them. It's like it's almost like the most dangerous game, where the first time they're hunting and it's like something's coming back. Like, so yeah, this aware is a, of you.
1: And, and their eyesight. I mean, this is a fish that can see you know 2,000 feet deep in a pitch black. Yeah. And now it's kind of, and you know oh, we've got pretty good eyesight or we think we do. Now this is an eyeball and a pupil that's you know much. Larger than ours, yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, how you doing? Okay, I see you recording Oh, okay, oh, no, it's good. all good. Um, yeah, just doing it. Um, so yeah, it's just <laughs> it's uh, um, a highly, highly intelligent, uh, intelligent fish. And, and uh, um, I'll tell you what else, man, that it blows my mind is um, is uh, how Jaws is just a you know, in a way, it's kind of a lie the whole Jaws thing. But at the same time, it's kind of a true story. You know, Jaws was based after Frank Mundus, and Frank Mundus, he was the first one to catch
0: white sharks and uh shout out from two people that may appreciate frank mundus more yes. than any people we got to give him a quick shout out <laughs> the, one king. Of the legends if people don't know yeah. who that is you got to google it kind of paved the way i mean not I, kind of he had definitely paved the way yeah well, he was the
1: first one to catch great white sharks in the atlantic and um you on know on real and stuff on rod real yeah. he was the first one to capture him on rod reel, and and uh um you know he was. It, 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 we have a very similar story where everybody thought he was crazy going out and doing it, and and uh, this was
0: in Montauk. This is in
1: Montauk, New York, and and uh, you know he dragged in some. He was killing them because back then killing a great white is kind of like uh, killing a uh, grouper now. You know it's no big deal. You know you kill a grouper, it's no big deal, but back then killing a great white shark was not. So he was dragging these things in, and um, and uh, I, I wish you know there was no when I was trying to figure it out, I was studying his. Um, tackle. I was looking at all the old pictures. I watched all his videos, read his books, tried to learn as much as I could because nobody's doing it. So how do you how do you land a fish that nobody else is doing? There was nobody I could call and say, "Hey, are you using
0: cable? or using wire? Using chain? Are using See, circle this hook?" This is an interesting videos? point. So, I want to say um, as a fan of of you, Chip. Oh, well, thanks. No, I'm saying I think that people because I gotta you do good promo, but I need to do say stuff that you can't say because as a fan of Chip, right? One of the coolest things about you is that. There was no playbook or no – it wasn't like you went to someone who'd grown up in that boat slip and was like, all right, Chip, I'll take you out. Like, for instance, me. When I came out with you, I learned, I'm like, oh, this is how Chip – Yeah, yeah. So I had this cheat code of stuff where I'm like, okay, I get to know Chip and ask you questions and things. Mm-hmm. You were literally doing this from a blank slate of paper. Yeah, yeah. That's That is – it's so different than like and also like you're saying you're looking at when was that 70s Frank mundus like yeah he was in the 60s and 70s like black and white pictures that was your number one like Mm -hmm. cheat code was like something that this guy did you ever speak to him no i wish i could have he died he died. I wish, you know, I, I've, uh,
1: we have a mutual friend. One of his good friends is now a good friend of mine. And we've spoken a million times. And um, who is that? Um, his name's John Dodd. And John. Oh, it's, yeah, he told me about it. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and it's cool because he reached out uh, years and years ago and said, hey, listen, Frank, I bought Frank Mundus's boat. I have his necklace. I have his fighting chair. I, I great friends with the family. I know his, his widow really well. And he was like, anyway, I've been out with Mundus uh, quite a bit, but we never caught a great white together. I was oh, like, no really? way. You're good for it. He's like, yeah. Every time we tried, we didn't catch one. And I was like, well, you know what? You want to come join me? Cause what an honor this would be. This is the closest I get to a, amazing. The, the first guy to ever catch one. And um, so John Dodd comes down. Now you, I was nervous. I was like, all right, you know, he's uh this is a seasoned fisherman, but yet he's never caught a great white shark. And the first time we went out, we went like two for three and I he no looked at way. me. Yeah. We went two for three and, and he was like, I can't believe this. And, I mean, it was, it just went so, I mean, I was so proud of, of what we accomplished that day. And then uh, he went, he ended up coming in and uh, multiple times. And, That's and awesome. um, yeah, so he was, uh, we even did a, a little show on shark week, you know, together. So, in so. The direct
0: one-on-one competition with a mutual friend. You're beating Frank Mundus.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I hate to say You it. know what? And I'm competitive, man. I grew up playing uh, basketball and baseball volleyball on the beach and, and, uh, you know, so I am, I, I you know, and it's kind of led over a little bit, you know, to fishing and, and uh, so I but I looked at Frank Mundis is like, Alright, I got to learn everything I can from anything he puts out and, and try to figure out what it is. And it was so hard, you know, and like I said, I don't know whether he's using wire or cable and circle hooks or big J hooks, little J hooks, little uh, swivels, or I could just look at pictures, he never described his tackle in the uh, in any of his books. So Probably it was on
0: purpose you think or no?
1: Um, it may it may have not been very interesting back then. I think the more interest w- was how he was uh, finding them. And he was finding them through dead whales. He didn't actually sit, camp
0: out, and wait. He would find a dead whale, sit on the dead whale, and wait for him to show up. Which, um, which is somewhat, and once again, I'm just saying things that Chip can't say. And I'm a huge Frank Mundus fan and a huge Chip fan. But that's somewhat a little bit, not cheating, but compared to finding them rare. Like, it's frowned upon now, for sure. You mm-hmm. can't, like... If that was not frowned upon, but like
1: it's cheating nowadays. It's cheating it's che- if you yeah, use yeah. the whale, which yeah. they were using
0: whale. Right? Yeah, he
1: was, He got in. A, so he caught the largest one ever caught on rod and reel, which was thirty four hundred and change, and uh, it was disqualified from the IGFA because he used a whale for to lure the shark in. So he got disqualified for the world record. But in my, it's still the largest fish, largest fish, largest shark ever caught on rod and reel, thirty four hundred. Was he using whale as bait? I think he may have like been. A chunk of it. That's I what I thought. It, it may have been using whale for bait, but it's still he landed it, and to land something that enormous, um, it's like landing that boat. It's 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 tough, man. Yeah. And here's where I give him credit. Uh, everybody said he he couldn't do it. Everybody thought he was crazy for fishing for sharks, and uh, he was using much much more inferior tackle than we are. You know, we're oh, yeah. using high tech stuff. He's using. Um, he, he was using stuff. It was built in the fifties and sixties. So, um, wow. but anyway, so I started, uh, uh, you know, looking at his numbers and stuff. He ended up, you know, bringing 19 sharks home. He, uh, he ended up keeping uh, 19 and, and so I, I was going to get the tattoo 19, you know, chasing 19, you know, and then we finally, uh, I was like, well, I don't know. So I just, I, 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 yeah, yeah. We, 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 pa- we actually passed it on a day on January 17th. A few years ago, um, where we hooked seven in one day, we hooked seven white sharks in one day. That's and one, a
0: crazy. Like I can't even and, believe that's a real sentence.
1: And the one, uh, the one we passed them on, I named Frank, and uh, my buddy uh, uh, John Dodd was on the boat. And it, no was, it was It was kind of cool. So we named it Frank. He reached out to the wife, and and or there was widow, and she was appreciative of it. And she was like, she was like, well, it's about time somebody gave him some some credit because you know no, he didn't get credit for Jaws yeah that is crazy. Me, but so uh yeah, but that, yeah yeah that seven in one day was so it was so wild and that got man it, it, that was probably one of the best days of my life I mean that was that was uh, I, I discovered a whole new area to fish that day I, it was fishing a spot I'd never tried before just um you know the cool thing about working with these scientists is um, putting these transmitters on them I can see where they're going and what they're doing And there was a couple, you know, my past ones were pinging in this one area, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to fish this spot. We've been skunked three straight times, and it's a good time of year. You know, why am I getting skunked? Well, they're down here. And I remember calling John Chisholm, and I'll never forget John Chisholm saying – they're down there, and this is a, a genius. Up, he's a big shark guy and scientist. and scientist, and and he was like, "They're down there. You just got to find them." But they're not here. They're down there. I was like, "You're right." So I went to this one spot that I've never tried before, and and forty five minutes we had one swimming behind the boat, caught that one, let that one go. Forty minutes later we had another one. Forty five minutes another one. Hour later another one. Hour it was. It was, it was insane, man. It was, I'll never forget that day. And you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of like doing math and studying like water temperatures and clarities and currents and what, what, and I've studied that day so much and I can't reproduce it. I, for some reason, I, I I can't figure out why there was so many. Um, yeah, I I think there was a, I think there was a really, really cold front inshore. that was too cold and we had a really cold winter uh, spell and and then there was there was a really good rip, a little bit inshore of that spot. I'll never forget going through this rip and looking at my 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 temperature gauge just just going up, and I'm like, you know what, this is kind of weird, and and um, you know it's wild too. We don't have many bluefin tuna. I'm pretty sure I saw some bluefin tuna jumping that day as well. And, and uh, one of the
0: days me and you went out, we saw a bluefin. Oh, did
1: we? Remember? Yeah, yeah. With,
0: what's what's your boy uh that came out? With us the first day. On the Taylor. Winter? No.
1: Oh, different. oh, oh, uh, oh, that was Adam. Adam, yeah, Adam was with us. I
0: love that guy. Oh, I remember Adam's him got to. Adam's the fucking bluefish. Yes. I
1: just love uh, oh, He's, he's, he's hilarious. hilarious. Oh, man. He'll spend the night out there. He'll spend a week oh, out yeah. there. I, I love Adam. That Adam is. Great. Uh, Adam's great, and uh, but he's like,
0: it's a fucking bluefin dude. Cause I've watched the footage, and he's like screaming, you know. But I, and when I watch the yeah. footage, it has that sickle. Yeah, so that's funny that you say that, cause that would that would hold up.
1: Yeah, yes, that was that uh, was crazy, man, and and uh, that really spoiled me. That was, that was because now I, I don't want one a day, man. I want a bunch. I want I want to repeat it. So, man, it's been the most amazing experience of my life. Like I I, I think I was just a regular charter fisherman, and then all of a sudden, I was, you know, catching and discovering these great whites is. Um, I mean, they got me a house. They got me a cool car. Um, I, I mean, they've changed my life completely. I don't, um, you know, the phone's ringing. I've I've got working with the top scientists in the world, dude. It's a dream come true, man. It really is. I'm so fortunate to be in this position, and it's it's cool because I get a lot of calls from from younger guys, you know, kids, and they're like, hey, I want to do this. This is what I want to do, but man, it's it on. On on TikTok and Instagram, it looks easy, but little do people know the hours, the days you spend out there, like getting skunked and trying to figure it out, and and it and it's, no one it's cares really when tough. you do that. Let me say it. this because yeah. yeah. we'll
0: get into what my and our journey together. Everyone sees Chip catch a great white, and he's in the paper, and he's this, yeah. and it's the oh the glory. No one cares when you go out and wake up at three a.m. and spend all this money, time, all this stuff, yeah, and then have nothing happen all day. Oh. No one sit, calls you and goes, Hey Chip, good job today, man. You were really oh, working dude. on. I tell you, man, I've I've had
1: some of my worst you know, it's like it's like uh uh fi- the song Fire and Rain. Man, I've had some amazing days and I've had some amazing days where I'm like Oh, hey, what's up, budge? What's
0: up, man? <laughs> hey man. Somebody told me that there was people out here and I just I heard your voices and all
1: Again, California this summer. Wait, is this going on as we yeah, talking? This is live oh, right shit. now. To get back summer. to it, man, I'm so lucky, dude. I yeah. am so been, I tell you, man. Uh, i just i'm getting over this cold and i'm like uh, I, i'm down and out but at the same time i'm like man i'm so full. i
0: got white shark season coming up and um so tell me how they change your life because it's there's a lot of charter fishermen in in the world and there's only one that's like let's just say this so for people that know whenever when anybody asks me about <coughs> i was ate a night,
1: oh. oh i know the no seams are coming out now <laughs> a little bit <laughs> i swallowed
0: it anyways You know when you can taste it, like you swallow it? Yeah, some of my blood there. When people ask me... (laughs) That's gross. shit. (laughs) Don't say that. That's fucking gross. Anyways, now we're blood brothers. (laughs) When people ask me, you are the only guy that has the permit to target great whites on Rotten Reels, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really cool, man. When I first started catching them, I was doing it illegally. They're protected species or, or prohibited species. And uh, I'll never forget, John Chisholm was the first one to reach out. And and then uh, Greg, Dr. Skomo, Greg Skomo reached out and they're like, hey, listen, we'll put you on our permit, and uh, we, there's no data of any white sharks down there. So uh, would you be interested? I was like, oh, absolutely. This will make me 100% legal. And um, and also I'm helping out the science community. And I'm also going to learn from these ones that I'm tagging. Because, Ben, how many times do we have we released a fish? And we have be like, I hope you made it. Yeah, you know, we, we, don't, we don't know. know. We, we don't, don't know, know where he goes. So put in these I mean these sharks are swimming away with someone with like $10,000 worth of electronics on them oh. and, and and it's so cool which knowing is what
0: satellite like what is, what is we, the We got an from
1: acoustic that. tag, we've got a PSAT tag which pops off and then we have a spot tag that monitors where they are all the time. There's three different tags. And then this year, dude, we're going to put camera tags on them. No How about way. that? These going to be the first camera tags down here um we're gonna start catching them, and they've got this tag that goes on the dorsal fin, and uh, you turn it on, and it films the shark, and it stays on them for a while, and then eventually it pops off, tells you where it is, and you got to go out, out whether it be 50 miles or wherever, and pick up this camera, and plug it that in, is and it gives crazy. you how crazy is that? We're gonna have cameras on sharks now. We're gonna be able to see what
0: they eat. Um, so in some cases, Chip, when you were doing it before, it's almost like you were like the artist that was like in his basement or the garage, like trying to make it, and then as soon as you get a hit song now you got every record but now you're oh getting, it's so cool because it's kind of cool because it's the beginning you had to do it blind it's it's a dream but now right. you're getting so much data and people are to help not helping yeah. but you get way more information than you ever would have had yeah before. yeah
1: it's definitely helped the science community and something that they didn't know was um uh, all the sharks that i'm tagging are going to canada you know there's great scientists in cape cod that are tagging them they've tagged hundreds of them up there but for some reason my sharks are skipping cape cod and going up to canada the majority of them so uh, you know, it. it uh, Which is what two, three thousand, two thousand miles. Um, that's a good question. I but don't know. Like thousands. It's of thousands. Miles. I, I, I tagged one, and the last one that popped off was like traveled like thirty-three hundred miles, and, um, and get this. How about that's some incredible. of these white sharks are not just hanging out here and going back up they're going around the florida keys going around pensacola area going back around the florida keys and all the way to nova scotia all the way up past nova scotia these sharks are traveling so much it's it's my you know and i've tagged tiger sharks and and lemons and black tips and they're you know kind of kind of um repetitive you see the migration but the white sharks man they're going all over the place, no rhyme or reason. They're traveling. The one that's off Charleston today will be in Hilton Head tomorrow. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's it's just wild how much uh, what they're doing and, and working with these guys has been a dream come true. Out, man, I was watching Dr. Scoville on Shark Week for so many years, and you know. Uh, uh you know watching joe romero these guys and here they are they're calling and saying hey can we go can we go ta-? what i is i didn't think it was you know so it's kid man, from kentucky kid from kentucky and, and you know i tell these these kids here i am i, I didn't even think i could be a chart a good uh, a charter fisherman because i thought when i was younger you, your dad had to be into it and help right. you get it here i am a uh, you know 30 years ago i'm i'm catching largemouth bass and i've never even you know done anything over 10 pounds and, and next thing i know i'm uh you know fishing these tournaments and fishing for great whites and you know discovered them down here and it's man it's it's been a dream but a lot of it you know uh you know not having kids not being married uh, not having any distractions and there's some great great fishermen on hilton head i mean we've got some really good guys here that fish for uh um you know these swordfish and bluefin and king mackerel these guys are getting ready for a kingfish tournament tomorrow and these are great guys um, but for uh, I don't know they're just never they're never interested in sitting in the winter and, and fish, trying to catch a great white. I think a lot of them thought it was nuts yeah and a lot of them have other you know responsibilities family wise and stuff so I've been kind of fortunate where uh, I was able to focus hundred percent on that.
0: And what has it been like like since you've become the great white guy is there a lot of like envy or people like like you're in a very unique position compared to I mean, I, there's not a lot of industries where you can be the only guy that's doing something so notable. You know what I mean? Like, it, you're kind of, you ever feel like you got a target on your back? Oh, man, my like, hate
1: mail is through the roof. Really? Like, I remember I remember, uh, 10, 12 years ago, I used to fish the shark tournament, and I'd kill a tiger shark. And I don't do that anymore. But when I was an idiot, I was killing these tiger sharks, and I would weigh them. In it. You post that, and everyone's like, congratulations. Let me tell you, if I catch a tiger shark now and I don't even kill it, I put a tag in it or pop the hook out and let it go, I still get hate mail from it. Even letting them go. So, when you're catching these white sharks, people are extra extra sensitive towards it. And uh, even though you're doing
0: it for a science, for a science, science, yeah, they still like, are like. Let's be clear too. You can't just go out and catch them for fun you're, right you're right, tagging them.
1: right there's definitely definitely a line there uh you know it's a it's a species that if you hook you're supposed to release it immediately and um and even though there's some guys that land it and stuff they're they it's it's still you know the hardest part about this is just it, trying to figure it out and sitting there all day long waiting and then getting skunked and saying okay let's try again tomorrow um it, it's not easy but but uh um it's i don't know man it's 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 just been life-changing where uh it's 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 yeah it's a dream come true i mean i'm excited all my life i couldn't wait till summer and now it's the opposite it's like i can't right. wait till winter
0: time these white sharks are so going to be here so explain shortly. that too so they're migrating most of the year in the summer they're up north for the most part yeah right? yep
1: yep they're up oh they're all up north they're all in um canada 90 probably 99 percent of them are in canada because of the cold water and cape cod and maine and the seals so they love love seals that's their main diet they also chase uh, you know, they'll, they'll also chase squid and whales and stuff. And, um, you know, what I was fascinated with when I went up there and tagged with them one day was, um, there's a lot of small ones there, y- you yeah. know, like we protected the white sharks back in, uh, somebody's to mad at me cause I got it wrong, but I want to say in 86, 87, 80, something like that. We protected them in the, uh, many, many years ago and they were, they say 80% of them were wiped out in the Atlantic, a lot from wow. jaws, from fishing and commercial stuff. And so once we protected them. They started making a comeback, and it takes them fifteen years to be sexually mature. So it just t- took so long for them to come back. Well, now they've come back, and not only did they come back, but we've protected these seals up there. And when you protected the seals, now you've got it's like protecting mice in a field. Right. When you got a lot of mice, then you're going to have a lot of snakes, and you're then you got a lot of owls. So by protecting these seals, now you have a lot of a lot of uh, white sharks, and they're breeding like crazy. But when I went up there, I saw so many, but they were kind of small. They were uh, like it seemed like there were a lot of like eight footers 10 footers I didn't see any 18s or 20s any though they're out there like we've got some enormous ones they tagged a 5,000 pounder in Cape Cod Lord many uh many years ago and so there's some enormous ones out
0: there and and uh how big is a baby great white
1: it's uh four and a half feet long
0: wow yeah what's the smallest one you've ever seen around um uh about seven and a half but
1: I haven't, the pups, the true pups aren't coming down south. They don't come down this far. The juveniles do. And, you know, so it's, it's like, like what? A seven footer is a couple years old. Um, two, yeah. Three years yeah. Yep. Yeah, a seven footer is a few years old. Um, a a, a 10 footer is, uh, y- you know, 11, 12 years old. Um it, it, they they reproduce, uh, you know, to become sexually mature. A lot of these fish around here is like a year, two years, three years. Well, white shark takes so long to get to that age um, to to be sexually mature that it just took so long for those fish to come back. So we've got a lot, a lot of small white sharks in the Atlantic, and they're blooming, man. They're they're booming. It, it kind of so like it's going well, right? It's going well. I mean, they're they're blowing up, and uh, um. I tell you, it's going to be in, in another 20, 30 years, man, we're going to, there's going to be a lot of them, a lot of them here. And it's kind of funny, Ben, when I first started fishing for these things, you know, I thought I was fishing for one. Right. I was like, we've got one, maybe two that come by South Carolina. And now after doing this through the years, I mean, we've got thousands of them. We've really? got thousands of them out there. I thought here.
0: you were going to say
1: hundreds. Definitely thousands of sharks. I'll, I'll give you, a, really? I'll, I'll give you a, a number. So Dr. Scoble's tagged 200, approximately 280, give or take 10. He's tagged 280 white sharks off Cape Cod. I have 100% of his come down here. They ping down here. No I way. have yet to catch one of his. Now, if he's tagged 280 of them and they're all down here and yet I haven't caught one, holy crap. And if wow. I've seen over 100 of them, how many? how many are down here? We, we have to have, I would say, somewhere between two and 8,000, would be my guess. They're definitely thousands. That's incredible I chip. Know. I never
0: thought about it like that because, okay, yeah. for, the, for the conditions for us to see one. Mm-hmm. we have to either catch it or have it swim up to the boat yeah so what percentage of them it's got to be one percent or five percent whatever, even do that right yeah
1: yeah and, and something cool that megan was doing last year i thought it was really i thought it was a little crazy but then i learned i was like you know what this is really smart so all these sharks they tag in cape cod 280 of them they all have acoustic tags on them well those acoustic tags it's it's like a it's like a cigar uh, it's about the size of a cigar. Well, anytime they swim past a receiver a couple hundred yards, it pings it. So when she goes out fishing with me, she drops her thing in the water, and it's this thing that reco- that tries to pick up a receiver. Oh. So, and it's, I call it a bird box because it just sounds like a, a woodpecker going bap, 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 bap. And so we're just sitting there. So I got baits out, I'm chumming like a maniac. And she's got her uh, transmitter or her receiver out there, and she's listening for any that swim by. Because I tell you, Ben, now that I know there's thousands out here, it makes me wonder how many swim past me that I don't see that don't take the bait. Oh and I my, bet, I bet yeah. there is so many because after after being on that whale, like we had, you know had a dead whale out here, uh, I, 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 and I saw so many swim by the bait that weren't interested. It makes me wonder. It makes me wonder how many swim under my boat. 10 feet 20 feet under that I never saw that I was up at the front leaning back and I never wasn't paying attention because usually the ones that swim up to the back of the boat and are ready somebody else spots and he's he's wired And but a lot of them they leave then they don't you come also back. You
0: can't physically look all day. If right. After right. 12 hours, you know, there's it, no way that you
1: can. You do it. for like the first hour. And every time yeah. I take a group out there, they're like, oh, oh, you know, they they think it's like regular fishing where it's going to happen. Their head right. on a swivel. And as soon as they lose interest, and they all lose interest, as soon as they lose interest, that's when one shows up. Right. Happens every time. Every single time. But you know so, what's
0: the same as that chip? I'll be sitting at the dock in the keys and you see, man, there's a lot of sharks. When I, the first time I flew the drone up, I'm seeing nine foot bull sharks I, and i'm looking with my eyes i can't see them in the drone there 200 feet past the dock and you're like how many are swimming past here every time that i've never seen when you got the drone up yeah and just like you said with that receiver that's interesting so you yeah. think there's thousands of sharks oh there's
1: up. no doubt there's thousands of them. so so i mean even um you know when i was on the whale we saw a lot of white sharks we didn't i didn't see any that i captured um I, now i've seen over a hundred of them i i've only had one recapture which was so awesome man that one was might have been the most important shark i've ever caught just because it was prior to me satellite tagging and i wasn't you know i want to i'm 100 percent sure i'm i'm batting a thousand i've never had a fatality on a white shark i've you had know. other fatalities on other types of sharks but i have not had one on a white shark and but to recapture one tells me that um I'm not spooking them enough where they're leaving the area because That's if you, awesome. it's it, you know if you and this goes for all fishing. If you put a fish through a lot of trauma, you drop him back in the water. He's gone and he's probably not going to come back to that spot again. Right. Um, it, like white sharks. If you pay attention to other organizations, um, you'll see they book it. They drop him in. The, they drop them in and they take off and they never be seen. Anything? So to recapture one, man, that meant a lot. That was really cool.
0: When you say other organizations, what well, I don't know if we can cut this out. But <laughs> no, I just no, know. no, we'll talk. Um, so tell me this, Chip. I, we, we can just get into this quick. There's a lot of different people, different opinions, a lot of yeah turf wars. Is there anyone that you – I don't know, any thoughts that you have on, like, other people doing it or things like that? Have you ever had any beefs? Yeah, you know, man,
1: Search, I mean, um, this is an organization. It's taken multiple shots at me behind the scenes – Like tag wise and publicly, like this is an organization that that and I was polite. The guy, you know, he called up and said, "Hey, I'd like you to help me." And I'm like, "You know what? I'll pass." And I was so polite on the phone. I was like, "You know what? I'll pass." I'm, I'm, I want to protect my areas. I don't want to put your huge ship here and tell everybody the whole world where I'm catching them, and also don't want to haul these sharks out of the water. Your own scientists say it's not good for me to to pull sharks out of the water, but yet you're doing it, and you're doing it for 20 minutes. Like, that's not good because if one of these sharks washes up on the beach, you can take your operation up the coast to North Carolina, Virginia, wherever. But I'm still living here, and this is my waters. I'm never going to be able to fish for them again. So, And this is also a a, a business that uh, that doesn't... doesn't have a lot of experience like these are guys that are on the water a few weeks a year compared to you know i'm on the water uh, you know uh, you every every day
0: operation only operates for certain parts of the year
1: yeah i mean they do an expedition for three weeks and they do a couple of they do a couple of three week expeditions a year now i'll tell you what they're they're great uh uh pr people i mean they're geniuses man i mean the, the money they bring in is really phenomenal and um what they've done uh, financially is uh, is wild. I mean, the one guy has said he needs half a million dollars per expedition, and they're getting it because they're running multiple eggs. Ex- what? That is a lot of money. That is, and this is a nonprofit. So, I, I, I don't know, man. I um, it's really. I've seen, it's you, really I've seen impressive. you.
0: mixing it up on Twitter and stuff at times too. You oh yeah, yeah. that's like well, I feel like we could talk about that because you're yeah.
1: tweeting. Well, the guy took Sometimes a shot at me. Sometimes you like
0: to you like to get active. Oh, on I the do. Twitter I'm fingers. terrible.
1: I, you know what? Not having a boss, I'm just uh, yeah. I'll say. <laughs> if you, you know, it's like you 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 attack me, I attack back. But you come after my business, I'm gonna burn your village. Like I, I've always thought that. Like that's it, you're chopping me in the knees here. And I'll never forget. You, you know, I think one of the last draws when um I won't name his name, but when the main guy. Um, I posted a white shark, and he was like, oh, it it looks gut hooked. I'm like, well, the wire's going, you know, going across the the other side so you can't see the hook. And I'm like, wait a second, you got all your fish look like they were, they were dragged behind a truck. You know you're, you're, and and they Did got one. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I, I respond. There's no filter. I, Anyone that doesn't file chip on Twitter, are you should. Sure? No, it's because terrible. Sometimes
0: I lose it. I don't I would just <laughs> see this. This would be like before I was even friends with you. I'm like, God damn, this guy's lighting them up. <laughs> sometimes I'm terrible. You let it rip. Well, chip. You
1: know what, man? I, I I'm all about like a conversation like l- let's talk about your method and let's learn something from it But when you just openly attack and then you know they come to Hilton Head and then they, they tell the news that they were the first ones to catch them in Hilton Head. L- Hilton Head is a tiny little island in the in the you know in South Carolina and they come right to Hilton Head and then they say uh, the datas led us here. You know, they're like, "What about the captain that's that's already catching me?" We're like, "No, the datas led us here. We were the first ones to catch him," and uh, and then they're going to tell me that you know, then they're going to take shots at me on uh, on Twitter. So, you know, it's just jealousy, man. And I know they're under a lot of pressure to produce because it's they've got money. they've got a lot of big sponsors giving them a lot of money, and then I go out in a twenty six foot boat and catch three of them, and then they come right here and and they don't catch any. You know, they've been yeah, skunked. That did on happen
0: the year that yeah. me and you got our first one.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't even want to
0: say, but I remember seeing it was because they came. What? Oh, no. After the whale, they came and got skunked. How do you
1: get skunked on a whale? They went to a whale, spent a couple days on a whale. um, I remember that. And I'm all about competition, man. And and I'm always respectful. At the end of the day, Chip.
0: If, if you ain't competing, then, like, what are we doing? Yes, you know what right. You right. like, It's was, for the science, but you also want to be the right. best. I'm
1: not a scientist. I'm a fisherman. You know, when I first – I wanted to be the first person to catch a white shark here. That was compa- – then I wanted to beat Frank Mundus. I wanted to catch more than him. But then – and I'm okay with them, like, catching sharks and doing the thing. But when you go behind the scenes and talk to scientists and try to cut my legs out from under me –
0: Trying to get your permit taken or
1: yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Th- that is – now we're getting personal now we're getting that's like life. that's that's They're starting to get dirty now now we're crossing the line and and uh you know they've had some personal things here where you know one of them ended up in the hospital here and and uh you know i didn't i don't know i'm not going to bash them or anything but there's i don't know I, I, it would be nice if i was friends with them but it's so hard to be friends with somebody who's um who's uh you know uh, trying to take your legs out from under you and, and this would this this be
0: my read on it i'm and i've a huge chip, Michael. You can tell. Guy. You can tell. Like I changed completely just no, because. This is my read on it. You are a guy that you're extremely loyal, and I am. I'm and when loyal. When somebody yes. crosses you or backstabs you, you you never gonna let him live it down. Yeah, you're not yeah, like yeah. A, oh, this guy backstabbed me. I don't yeah, care. The yeah, thing about it's, chip it's is, <laughs> it's a blood feud at that point. And, I, and you know what? Since the first time I ever talked to you. I'm like, I will never cross this dude and because oh, thanks, I like man. you, but I'm just saying like you are a loyal person where it's like, yeah, 100%. And also, you've had my back a thousand times in a million different yeah. situations Yeah, because I, you know that we have mm-hmm. like a alliance friendship. It's like, I think that's a good quality by you because you don't take it lightly when someone screws you over.
1: Yeah, I, I do, man. I, I think... If you shake somebody's hand and you go to dinner with them and you exchange personal things, I'm a huge You know, hey, Ben, don't mention this to anybody. I expect, you know, and just like you, you know, so, um, but anyway, man, it's, I respect it's,
0: that though. I think that's it, it, one thing I'll say is I know a lot of people that are slimy little worm rats that will yeah. say, oh, and smile to your face and then do backstab. And then I know people too, like to, to what you're just saying. Yeah. Not Ohsart. Not I don't. I haven't had a beef. I, I guess I'm beefing because I'm with Chip. But I'm just saying I haven't had a personal problem. Yeah. But I'm saying other people that will smile on your face, to be your best friend, and then go behind. And you hear from someone else, they're saying this about that. You're like, "Yeah, damn, dude, I thought we were friends." You know what I mean? So I think yep. there's a lot of people that aren't. So I at least respect Chip if he, you know, where you stand with you. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You're never going to smile to their face and then talk shit. Oh about.
1: absolutely, yeah, absolutely you not. tell them. You but but, them. but uh, uh, and on the other hand, man, uh, and I used to tag for him. I tagged, you know, I tagged the first twelve sharks on that on that shark tracker. I, I didn't tagged know the that. first ones and and
0: on the O search one. And
1: I knew something was up when I started tagging them, and they said. Uh, they had their uh, PR person. I can't remember her name. It was a, it's a, f- a girl from Europe. Well, I don't know, South Africa or somewhere. And she was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, you're not allowed to talk to any media. You got to forward all media requests to us." I'm like what? I can't. Here I'm making no money. You guys are bringing in millions, and I can't even get a plug in the local media here that I'm, you know, business. satellite yeah. tagging these tiger sharks for you guys. And, uh, um, you know, so I should have known then. But, but anyway, I, it was, a, it was, a, it's a great experience, and that's what you find. It's a, it, sometimes in these. Um, you know it, it, and you know what it's another it's a, it, it's a great problem too man yeah. I you know I, I would um I'm so fortunate to be in this position and and I wish them the best of luck I mean I know they're they're um I think they've struggled and you know sometimes and stuff and um
0: but but uh but as far as like I'll never help them or or uh, anything and um so you yeah. never think like it's like a bloods in the crips thing like there's no chance that someday we see like a. A calming of the waters.
1: If there's a if there's a complete change of, um, um, I don't know what you call it. Uh, own, not ownership, but just uh, everybody. Structure? Yeah, I, like I still remember the ones who who went behind the scenes and t- tried to take my legs out. They, they tried to get me out of the white shark scene completely. I remember who those guys are, and uh, it's, there's. I just think that's dirty. It's one thing saying, hey, hey Ben, I don't think you ought to fish for that. But there's another thing, Calling me on the phone and asking me and then me declining politely and then going, taking another phone call and trying to get me taken out since I didn't, you know, wouldn't help him. So, yeah. so
0: I, I, um, it's smoke forever is what we're saying. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't know, say. man,
1: but you know, it's a great problem to have and I'm, I'm, I'm not bitter about it anymore. I'm so fortunate to be catching these things and, and, uh, and, uh, man, it, it's, I, I've just been, yeah, I've just been so blessed. I know that's, that's a word used all the time, but um
0: no you're blessed for sure you've seen the craziest things anyone on earth has seen i think fishing wise man some, some of i mean who so i don't let, let's unless you got any more beefs that you want to talk about, because it <laughs> no, is interesting i don't have any beefs man i, I just have a, i just remember the
1: people who who uh who tried to take me out um like completely out of out of uh out of out of fishing for and and stuff and and uh so let's um, talk quick
0: about, because I don't know, and the other thing too is we got to we gotta do with our equipment because I know it's boiling hot and we want to make sure you're staying cool. Chip's fine off a of cold right now. Yeah. You're, this is like a Jordan <laughs> flu game right now that you're playing. Yes. So we got to yes. monitor that. <laughs> Jordan and I want to make game. sure our stuff has <laughs> batteries. So yeah. we got to monitor that. But let's just talk about, for people that are random fans of like, they're watching this podcast they're like, who is this guy? Who's this? At the end of the day, your story and how you caught them is fascinating, but more than anything, these creatures—I think what makes your number one like interest in Chip is also the access that you have to maybe one of the craziest animals on Earth. Like your up-close and personal interactions with them. What are your things like? Because you're also interacting with them in a different way than some of these other scientists or people that may have seen them in a different setting. Like when it comes. Most people that have watched this have caught a fish before or gone out and caught a bluegill or they go on vacation, they catch a snapper. What is it like to be hooked up to a great white shark that's over a 1,000 pounds? What is that
1: like? Man, heart's beating so hard, you think you're going to have a heart attack. I mean, it it doesn't matter how many you catch. I I remember last year I was out and we hooked one that was not even a big one. I think it was like a 9 or 10 footer, but I could feel my heart beating so hard that I was like, I may die out here one day. My heart, this isn't natural. This isn't healthy to have this much um, adrenaline on a regular basis hopefully on a regular basis. It, you know, and one of my best friends, Brian said, it. he was out there fishing with me one day and he, this is a guy that's raw. He's not used to, he's a fighter pilot. And he was like, Oh really? Yeah. He's a fighter pilot. And he was like, I was more scared looking for a white shark with you than I am dropping bombs on Afghanistan. You know, years ago, I've been shot at, I've had rockets launch at me and I've been more scared out there with you than I have been. And it's because we grew up on Jaws, and I'll never forget, he had some some he had some, a great outlook on it. It's always cool hearing the raw view, and he was like, I feel like we're messing with the devil. I feel like we're messing with something we shouldn't be messing with. You know, this is an animal that's that's caused a lot of heartache and an animal that's um that's that's made a lot of movies and scared centuries' worth of people. And, and also, like, um, consumed humans. Consumed people, and, you know, you get these hippies that say, oh, no, sharks don't attack people. They're mistaken bites. Uh, we've had two this year that have completely consumed somebody uh, one you mean was in the Egypt one the one in Egypt and then there was another one in Australia they completely consumed the, the, these people this is in the last two, you know inside of six months
0: I mean it, they that's don't not hunt to us. say they're hunting us and it's like they're terrible, not terrible but it's like it's almost like people it's so black and white where it's like They would never hurt a human it's like we're not saying that they're out here like waiting for me and you to go take a leak and kill us yeah but it's just this is a wild animal that's extremely dangerous like a grizzly bear it is you never say yeah grizzly bears aren't sitting there waiting for me and you to go hike but they're also extremely real giant dangerous animals that should be respected you know what i mean
1: exactly man so respected i'm I'm very nervous about them. I mean, I'm not scared when I'm fishing for them, but if the boat sank, I'd have a heart attack. I mean, there's no fear. That's the one thing I've noticed with these fish, where you get any type of shark that swims up to the boat, you stomp on the ground, whether it be a tiger hammer, and you can kind of spook them, and they'll swim off for a minute. A white shark has zero fear whatsoever. I've sat there and tagged them without even fishing for them. Like, swimming by the boat, pull, wham! I just drove a three, four-inch you know piece of steel through into their muscle like them, and yeah. they don't even move they just yeah. swim them by and they're still doing figure eights it doesn't phase them at all this is a shark that's completely different than any fish and there's an, a famous fisherman in australia he's a little crazy but he caught a lot of white sharks many years ago and he he, uh, he he's not all there but he he's got a great uh philosophy on it as well well interesting philosophy And he, he said um it's god's mistake he said these sharks shouldn't have made it through the ice age and um he said the amount of damage and and um lives these sharks take are are uh, enormous through Australia and South Africa and and um now I don't believe that but it's interesting looking at other people's uh It's
0: definitely an view. interesting take.
1: It is it is saying that 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 you know they shouldn't have made it through the ice age and and uh but they're he here
0: morally or like scientifically?
1: Um scientifically he oh. he, he, he he well no it, both. I mean it, he's literally saying um, you know, uh, he doesn't really believe as much in evolution as he does in like, you know, things are put here specifically. And So he's beefing with God basically. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little get bit him on the podcast.
0: <laughs> I don't want to beef with God though. That's like a hard man. I forgot his against. name.
1: He's so he's got a YouTube. He's really good. I forgot his name. I, I, um, I can't remember his name, but he's caught out and killed a lot of sharks. And um, but anyway, it was interesting here. My, my friend Brian say, "Yeah, I feel like we're messing with the devil out here." I don't agree with that, but I, I also would agree with these sharks. All um, I mean, if like I said, we, a boat doesn't sink at sea, a boat sinks at the dock. But if the, you jump in the water and swim around with it enough, hint hint, I think you'll uh, yeah. I think you'll get taken. I think one will will end up taking it down which which is also very concerning when somebody gets in the water with one. Oh of them. yeah which we gotta, <laughs> what, what's the
0: most scared that you've ever been fished from that first time um the get, first like, time scared?
1: yeah the first time was the scariest second time was the second scariest and uh you know there was a time i was fishing for uh, you know I, i've had a lot of them bite the boat i've seen my motor shake a bunch um, yeah. Where we've just been sitting there and didn't even see him, and all of a sudden my motor, the motor starts shaking, and because it's a the, white shark grabs hold of some it.
0: Some sort of electro like electrical charge. They're seeing what it is. Yep,
1: and they grab it and they shake it, and the motor that that was kind of eye opening.
0: Um, and you the, walk back, and you're just like, what the hell is going what on? What in the world
1: is going? Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, I had a, one of the, the the day that we hooked seven, and one day the large and it, one of them turned out to be a huge one. of them was like a 24, 2500 five hundred pound male. <laughs> it shot down when we hooked it, and then shot back up and hit the bo- bottom of the boat. While he was what? wired. What? He was wired, and the boat raised a few inches out of the water. You know, you go up and go down. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know
0: this. Now this is this is a shark that, that that's ter- you, a uh, you're like if and you don't get sunk like that's like that there's terrible. nothing
1: else around there's no buoys or towers or land close so it's like oh my gosh you know um uh, but I, I still wasn't in fear like i was like all right we're getting this thing to side, we're going to put a satellite tag on it there was another time i was really worried about uh it just that made the hair stand up on the back of my neck was when um my my photographer taylor was getting in the water a little bit with them and the next time i went out i said taylor you want to come with me he's like oh i can't go on this trip so i was like all right so i went out Caught it first shark I caught that day was an eight foot white shark, brought it in. It was about noon. Got it on the side of the boat, and I'm getting ready to put a tag in it. And a girl on the boat said, "Chip, this thing's huge." I go, "No, it's it's not that big. This is actually kind of a small one." She was like, "No, look at this!" And and the guy was like, "Go look, go see." So I give my pants
0: up. Oh, sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so I I give the I give the. I give the uh, uh, a guy the leader, and I walk back there on the corner, and she was like, "Look at this thing!" and, and, I, and it was enormous, white shark, and, he and it would have a been male, in the water. and he would have been in the water. So if Taylor was not working that day, he would have been in the water filming, and there's no doubt he would have been filming that eight footer and that huge one, and it was a male. Males are a lot more aggressive than females.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one thing. So now we're back in the end of the of this other episode, as you can see in the sun, real. Video editing people are gonna know, sunwise, that that was filmed after the beginning, but that's yeah. between us. Yeah. One thing, my grandma—shout out to Nancy Friedman, one of my favorite people Man. to ever walk the face of the earth. Nancy's great, great, but she was a big fan, Chip, and it kind of made me feel encouraged. She's like, "He's so good looking," and I was <laughs> like, "Nancy, I thought I told you that." <laughs> well, not we today. FaceTimed her, and she's like, "He's so handsome, <laughs> Chip. You get a lot." Let's talk about this quick. We talked about the great wives. We talked about the beef section. <laughs> captain chip gets a lot of uh attention from ladies at times what, no I be, i'm just saying <laughs> no. being being the great white guy there's gonna be some girls like that's a that's a cool <laughs> thing and there's gonna you're not let's just say you're a handsome dude there's a lot of girls that are gonna see that think you're kind of a bad boy no you no, ever no, get any uh, crazy uh, messages or any like girl yeah
1: yeah i do i get some really most of them are hate stuff most of them are like you're an asshole. I can't believe you would hook something like that. You know, from you're a uh, beautiful girls, guys, old people, young people. I get more hate mail <laughs> than I do get positive. But you there's, get some positive ones too. Well, people like the great ones. There's white a guy. few positive things in there as well. But um, I don't know. I'll, I'll look out for Nancy, you know, from here on don't out. Don't look <laughs> out for Nancy.
0: That's my grandma, dude. Don't look out. If you, anything, make sure you don't look out for her. She, she's. I do. I, I think I
1: follow her on. I think, yeah. our, I think we're on our buddies on Facebook or somewhere. Oh, she's
0: a big Facebooker. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll look for it. Nancy. She's big on the book.
1: Where so, does she live? Is she in Florida?
0: Don't worry about it. <laughs> she's got to <laughs> no, be in Florida. <laughs> Nancy doesn't live anywhere you need to worry about. No, but shout out to Nancy Freeman. Also, shout out to my grandpa. I'm trying to get him to come out. Oh, who, yeah, who yeah. Literally, you know when you're telling the story of when you first caught that first shark? No. Fuzzy, right? Yeah. Fuzzy Davis, yeah. Shout out to Fuzzy. Um, My grandpa was who really... And my dad, but my grandpa was who taught me like when I saw my first sharks caught him and it's like there's something about when you take a kid and they see that shark the first time. For me and you, we're shark guys. Some people like yeah. other stuff and that wouldn't do it for them, but like it's just imprinted in your mind. I can still remember my first one was a bonnethead. He came, I had this little fish and he cut it in half. Like I'd never seen, you know how shark's teeth, like, they're almost magic. I remember he swam by and the fish was just in half, and like that moment, you know how you say it, it's just etched in your mind? Yep, yep. I was like addicted. I'm like, what just happened? And yeah. He came back by and ate the other half. Yeah. And it was so cool. So shout out to my grandpa and Nancy. But she's like, he's a very handsome guy. I get a lot of people saying <laughs> that shit. How much of your of your success you think comes from that too?
1: Are you kidding me? <laughs> from,
0: no, zero. I feel like if you were zero. an ugly dude That's with very beard, nice
1: of you, man. I, I mean, I don't know if it's I've ever been not me it saying it. So I'm, much. <laughs> I'm saying
0: people, people who girls I've showed, they I was like, he's so handsome.
1: Wow, man! Can I is this? I, I can record this. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm I, being this, honest. This dude, is really nice. I told
1: you that. Um, I told you that before. Well, I th- yeah, but I thought you were just being nice. I thought you were just. <laughs> I would <laughs> never <laughs> say
0: that as a joke.
1: I think they're just being nice and maybe just trying to get closer to you, man. Who's your you know,
0: maybe? Who's your um. Jennifer Aniston, man? Who's She's top, perfect. I'm um, saying top three people that you'd want to take shark fishing, Jennifer. Um, to catch oh a great yeah, wife. Jennifer
1: Aniston is up there. um. Oh my gosh, um, um, man! Top three—that's really tough. You ever had anybody reach um, out? You know what? Crazy. Um, man, yeah, I've had a few like feelers that went out. Um, man, I had a, uh, yeah, you know, I I, love, I I pay attention a lot to Tom Brady. You know, oh, I, I, yeah. I I pay attention to a lot to what he does. In fact, man, I try to follow his diet. You know, he's a lot into that. Um, anti-inflammatory food and you know they 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 you know he talks about how he's the most hydrated person in the world he drinks over 200 ounces of water a day and for somebody who's i had a kidney stone years ago that was the most awful thing i've I've told you most awful experience i've ever had in my life and that's from being dehydrated so much so I started um, drinking a ton of water, so I try to drink like 150 ounces. I'm not, I'm not six five or six four, whatever he is. That's a big dude. So I, I try to do maybe three quarters of what he does. And plus, man, you wake up twice a night to pee when I you're drinking that. that much water. But I, I, so, uh, I, yeah. And you know what? Somebody reached out and said, "Hey, would you be interested in shooting a show with uh, uh, either Tom Brady or uh, Rihanna?" And I was like, "Oh my what? gosh, yes! How about that? I Chip, like, oh my what? gosh!" Absolutely. I did not
0: see Bad Girl Riri coming yeah, in this I, podcast. Must, I
1: think they have the same, uh, um, uh, the same publicist or, or, or somebody agent or something like that. And I was like, oh, absolutely, come in. But then here's the stopper. Here's what always throws everybody for a loop: the weather. The weather here in the wintertime when it comes for, to Great Whites, is so brutal. It's only calm like once a week or once every ten days we get a calm day. So they're like, hey, we can go if we want to go on January thirteenth. Well, the odds of January thirteenth are going to be calmer. Like. You know, ten percent. You guys either have to be in a hotel down here and w- ready to go, or you're gonna you're gonna be in, in, in an airport like r- you know ready that's to go what for the moment. To me. Yeah, I was so, like on standby. It's so it's really tough to get somebody down here um, that's busy and and has a schedule. Especially and, and Rihanna, stuff.
0: dude. She doesn't wait for anybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. Uh, I'll tell you what, Chip. I've this. always had a crush on Jennifer Aniston. How about a woman that's like fifty years old, wears no makeup, not any any, any of that stuff, and still drop dead gorgeous? It seems sweet. So yeah, Jennifer, you're probably following this guy already. No, Jennifer Aniston. See, here's the thing, Chip. You're I, so you you have such an insane following that it it, it maybe it'll don't get back to Jennifer Anderson's
0: it. in, it, but maybe. <laughs>
1: If anyone <laughs> you know, knows sorry. her, I don't.
0: It's yes. the thing about the internet no, is she's you're always interested. one thing away. You she's not know. A,
1: there was another one that was uh, interested. Um,
0: um, I don't know, man. I don't feel right name dropping. I'll and stuff. tell you this, Chip. If any day, I don't care how cold it is, if it's bad, I will personally whatever the opposite of fanning. Like I will keep Rihanna, not in a weird <laughs> way, because she's has ASAP Rocky now. So I'm not trying to get and beef because i know we're talking about beef i'm not trying to beef but i will personally make sure i'll have a space heater keeping her warm (laughs) and so don't let that stop rihanna from coming down here (laughs) same thing with tb12 i'd probably do it more for TB12. oh man that that
1: would be so cool i mean it it, i don't think
0: that's that crazy chip
1: I don't know. I don't I think, you know, think that's I, that but crazy.
0: It, it, it will. What has Tom it, Brady not done? Caught a great white? Yeah, he's just, done everything in the world. He literally has done everything. It's really tough, though. I think
1: for for a lot of people, because a lot of people think, okay, we're going to go out for three or four hours, kind of like we, we do in the summertime. We go out in the summertime for four or five, six hours. We we'll hook tigers and hammers and stuff. But when you go for a great white, we're leaving a ridiculous hour. It's freezing yeah. cold. I don't know how many people that are kind of live that lifestyle are are going to want to sit in the freezing cold and and sit all day waiting for that one. So I don't know if it's for everybody. Especially at that
0: level of like those people's lives, like Tom Brady doesn't waste his time ever. So the idea that he might sit there for 10 hours and not see anything, it's daunting for them. But I will say this. If there's anyone who knows, this has now become a sales pitch. We're gonna get TV twelve. Well, nine. there's
1: one. There's another one I haven't named who? yet that I love to. I Can notice. I guess? Yeah,
0: go ahead. Coach Cow. Yes, you
1: said I knew it. Coach I knew Cowell. it. Yes, that's it. That dude, could happen too. Now that I think is possibly. A, well, I don't know, man. I, I've read his stuff. And Chip, you're he, the only dude catching great whites yeah, on Rodanreef. He, he doesn't. I don't know if he's very interested in fit. He he's he looks like the type of guy that doesn't has never worn tennis shoes. I mean, I, he doesn't look like he's the type to go. But anyway. I think he's brilliant, man. I think him. I think Rick Bettino, Even though Rick Bettino is kind of, qu- qu- you know, he's kind of questionable in some of his, uh, uh, some of his uh, moral after-hour activities. I think he's a brilliant man. I think Rick Bettino,
0: Coach Cal, that would be so give cool. me your Kentucky first coach and then player rankings. Who's your your you think Pitino? Like, wh-
1: man, that's really that's tough. I- I'll tell you that. My favorite coach is is Coach Cal, and then but I think Coach Rick Pitino. If Rick Pitino could have recruited like Cal could, I think Rick Pitino would be um, he he would be Michael Jordan. I mean, I, I, but he just could never recruit as well as uh, Cal could. Uh, but Patino man, X's and O's. Patino was taken. I know this is supposed to be about fishing. Patino no, was taken.
0: This taking, is a chip podcast, so I th-
1: want to get your thoughts. Rick Pitino taken one and two star players. And, and making them title contenders. He's, going, he's chasing titles with these guys that are like like project players and, and a couple of guys from Africa that even, can't even speak the language. He's going out and making them do this and do that. And here Cal is, and Cal's running even with them or mostly beating them, but Cal's taking five-star players and doing this. Now, Cal's a great coach. He's a great motivator. But, uh, yeah, Patino and Cal are interesting. My number one, my favorite um, Kentucky player is, uh, man, John Wall was wild, man, oh, yeah. watching him. Um, you know, that was an era, man. When I was growing up, Rex Chapman was the King. He was, uh, man, he was really phenomenal. And I remember him out here for sure. I remember wanting to be, uh, Rex Chapman growing up. I was like, man, I'm the next Rex Chapman. And then I went to, I went to the Rick Pitino's basketball camp. I was like, yeah, dude, I was big. I was, I loved basketball growing up. And then I realized all My buddies are, you know, they're still it keeps growing, and I'm not growing anymore. I'm still it's midget tough. size, it's so tough they for just, guys like me
0: and you, it Chip. is, man. No matter how much we love it, it's tough to be. I good would, at you
1: know, and I was uh, so I was great when we were all the same size, and then once we all hit puberty and everybody started shooting up, and I stayed the same, I was like, oh man, well, this is you know, there goes my hopes of being Rex Chapman. So, uh,
0: who else was on those teams? Demarcus Cousins,
1: uh, Cousins was good, but John Wall was uh, man, I've never seen a point guard that could catch. Uh, uh, lobs and and you know block anybody on the court. He could take over a game, man. He he was I think the most athletic player I've ever seen. The best player I think is Anthony Davis ever played for Kentucky. Yeah. But the but the biggest rock star I think was John Wall was like that was a crazy it. time. Yeah, that was a, that was a great time. Um,
0: what was after that, that? Devin Booker too, kid Gilchrist. Yeah, Booker. It, they had a lot, dude. That Booker run was good. from the mid to, mid twenty tens was like. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who um, else um Fox Deer and Fox was good, and
1: you know what made me mad, man. I was such a big fan of Deer and Fox, and I don't want to name her name, but anyway, I'm seeing somebody, and she's a fan, and she posted something, and Deer and Fox messaged her, no, messaged her, and was like, I want new, you know, and I was like, what did he say? He was like, I don't know, he's messaging me, and I think he wants me to send him a naked picture, and I was like, what? your girl I, yes and i, I don't want to you know I, I, but De'Aaron I, fox was sliding in on yes your girl and while I was like, I'm, the, I'm the biggest kentucky fan and this guy messaged me i think he was like a year out of college or a senior years or not a senior year but his first year at kentucky or right when he got out but i, I could not believe tough. it that was like i was like man i just went from your biggest fan to holy crap and it's funny how we make at it just, personal even though he has no at idea the same time it's,
0: though it's kind of a compliment
1: yeah like yeah. you guys
0: like the same shit. you can't be mad at you probably <laughs> want to see naked pictures of ever you probably were seeing them well, so how can you blame them you guys got a mind after uh, the same
1: thing it was uh but it was kind of funny it was uh I, I i was torn i was like i don't know if i should say hey um so-and-so's you know boyfriend or do i just you know but it, i was so the only anyway thing I was i'll
0: say chip there's very few things in the world that can compete with being a guy that catches great whites NBA player max contract is one of those things that may trump it. I don't care how many so great bites you catch. If you make forty million dollars a year, a lot of girls are gonna be receptive.
1: Oh man, I I, don't, I know I don't blame her. Whatever she did, I, I I wouldn't be mad. But so you think you think it might have. Gone uh, but anyway, out? I was a big fan of Fox until that episode. But but um, you still hold it against him a little bit. I'm still bitter. You know, I'm I'm protective and I'm loyal. You know, as you said You're earlier. Um, but um,
0: damn, but uh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys, like, in at a game or something?
1: No, no, she did. Uh, she was doing something. Oh, yeah, we may have been at a game. And she, she may have tagged Kentucky basketball or in Big Blue Nation or something like that. She and just added the blue, she may have tagged him Because that's
0: how it goes down. I've yeah. seen that happen. She yeah. tags him. And you always got to watch out. People don't realize that. <laughs> the, like, this is how it actually goes down. Because I've seen both sides of it. Someone will tag you. Oh, whatever. Because I've seen it. Like, at where we had these things. Someone will tag you it's kind of like me- you might as well message them then they're in the dms if you tag someone yeah. he definitely was looking at that she tagged him he's like what's up that's definitely how it went it, it may
1: have been i mean she, she's pretty nice i don't know if she would do that but it may have been it, it may have been it
0: either way it's a soft slide because then you're like oh i just tagged him <laughs> yeah but you met that's how he found your profile <laughs> yes. here yes. fox isn't just randomly looking through your following
1: yeah you're probably right i'm man. telling you that's yeah. the game i've seen
0: it happen Gosh. because it, i've known girls too that would tag, they go to the game, they tag them, or like a concert, and they tag the people in the band <laughs> after the show. That's how it goes Jeez, down, Chip.
1: man. Maybe I should message her now what a dirtbag she is. I don't know. Dude, they're
0: not stupid. It, yeah, Girls
1: are very well, damn smart. It.
0: They know exactly what they're doing.
1: Manipulative. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. There's uh, there's some some good ones and some bad ones. There's no doubt. But, yeah, yeah. I'm, just,
0: I'm not a and Fox fan, but I'm just kind of trying to have – it may have not been all of him facilitating it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sometimes we're victims as much as anyone. He <laughs> probably has been, he's probably like, wow, I didn't even mean to do that. Oh my gosh. You know, and being,
1: you know what, I, I, being on the other side of that, gosh, man, the stories I can tell from some of these charters I take, Some of these, I think, you know, I'm getting old. I think I could write two books. I think I could write a book with my fishing experiences and like the great whites and the tigers and the time that the shark did this or did that. And then my big, my biggest one's yet to come though. I'm going to catch an enormous, we'll talk about it. In a and I think I could write another book on um, like crazy charters, like customers. Like I've had so many back in my twenties, man, I had to take anybody who called, you know, I wasn't, right. I didn't have the uh, great white shark uh, making news for me. So I had to take, so I would get calls from, people and i was like oh this sounds bad and i had to take them and it's like oh my gosh i can't believe people passing out on the boat um like drunk and stuff yeah drunk you know doing drugs out there passing out where i couldn't wake them up um oh, wow. arguments on the boat with you know between the two um wives out there that you say you know inappropriate things i had one
0: i mean i've just really really,
1: really? crazy and you're weird. just and
0: the thing about being a fishing captain is you can't there's no hr where you're gonna call you're literally on right. a boat in the yeah. middle of nowhere but with yeah. these people it's kind of just like you're there you and know you know what
1: what I mean? what's wild is man these people from ohio new jersey new york wherever they're from they come down here and as soon as we go out on the boat um i'm their therapist they they pour everything out to me like like anything